Are you guys happy to be back? Yeah? Okay. So we're just going to enter into a time of prayer if y'all will join with me and intercede with me. Father God, we just thank you for this morning, Father. We thank you that we have breath in our lungs this morning, Father. We just pray, pray the breath of life right now, Father, for many struggling with health issues, Father. Would you send your Holy Spirit right now to comfort those people, Father God, to comfort those families, Father God. Our church family right now that needs your comfort, Father God, we just send your Holy Spirit to be with them, Father. We just thank you for this church body. Father, I am so grateful for our destiny family, that it is a family and that we lift one each other, one um, each other up, Father God, that we bear burdens together like the word says, Father God, that I'm so encouraged and lifted by this family, Father, a praying family, a fasting family, Father God. Right now, I lift up Mama Low to you, Father. I see the power in the fasting of this body for her, Father. We lift her up right now. May you heal her body right now, Father. May she feel the comfort of the Holy Spirit as she goes through this time right now, Father. May her her family feel the comfort father may her family feel the love that this family has for her father god we lift up arthena right now may you give her strength father god we lift up lift up lorenza father and aj and that whole family lord that they would know that not only we love them but that you love them lord and you are by this side their side right now father god we just thank you for this family father we thank you that we can be here this morning that we can worship you father because you are holy and you are worthy, Father God, of all our praise. Only you are holy and worthy. No one else, Father. And we thank you right now because you are seated at the right hand of God. And we worship you and we thank you, Father, for who you are. That we don't have to fear this world, Father. That you are our comfort and our peace in the um, hard times, Father God. In the times that we're going through right now, Father, would you be our comfort? May we not fear, Father, what's going on around us, Father, but that we be the light to others. That may, may we fill others with your peace and with your love, Father God. That you would work through us. That we would be vessels, Father, to bring your peace into every situation. To bring your peace into our schools. To bring your peace into our workplace, Father God. We thank you right now that you have empowered us father by the blood father that you've empowered us by what you've done on the cross jesus we thank you father we thank you jesus that you just kept your focus on us father as you went to the cross jesus we thank you right now we thank you holy spirit that you have not left us that you are with us every day every hour to just keep fighting forward to finish our race to do what we are called to do holy spirit we ask that you would enter into this room we know that you're already here and I have no doubts because of the people that we worship together with the people that pray father that they don't wait for a Sunday that they come in prayed up fasted up father and I have no doubts that the Holy Spirit would move in this service today that you would have your way father God not our way your way father if you want to bring healing right now father God that is your will father you want to bring peace right now father that is your 
will. Your will is to bring life, Father, life in abundance. Your will is life and life in abundance. Your will is peace, Father. Your will is not fear, Father. We do not, we just declare right now that any plans from the enemy will not prosper to bring fear into our lives, Father. You are not a God of fear. You are a God of hope, Father God. And we just ask right now that you would fill us all in our hearts with that hope and that understanding that we have the power to walk in that resurrection power every day, every moment. And we just thank you for this body and let's worship the King. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
with the power to conquer true. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won. We've already won. Yeah. Me one thing it can't do. Show me a mountain it can't move. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me, show me one thing he can do. Show me a mountain he can move. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me, show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough. And anything is possible. It's possible. There is a kingdom that's advancing at the speed of life. And in his kingdom, every dead thing, every dead thing is bound to rise. Oh God, our Redeemer, He is faithful to revive, for He will revive. Show me one thing He can do, show me a mountain He can move. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. too hard. Show me waters he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me, show me one thing he can't do. Show me a mountain he can't do. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible.
But as I kept reading and praying, he said, the why do we keep our focus on Jesus? And this is in Hebrews 12, 2. It says, we look away from our natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus. So again, we look away from what's going on around us and we put our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us, who leads us forward into faith's perfect perfection. But this is an example of why. His example is this, Jesus' example of focus. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and sits exalted at the right hand of God. So his focus was on you first. We're asked to keep our focus on Jesus, but his focus was on you when he was at the cross, when he was taking all the slashes, all the pain, all the humiliation. His focus was on you before he even knew you. Before you were admitted in your mother's womb, he knew you. And he went to the cross. It says his focus was on the joy of knowing you would be his. What a beautiful story I was talking to Pastor Kevin. Like, he loved us so much that his focus was you when he was going through all of that. But even the most beautiful story is that he didn't even know if you would say yes. And he still did it. He still went to the cross for you. He shed his blood as we remember him today in communion. He gave his body as the ultimate sacrifice for you. He gave his blood for you. That blood that you're taking today in remembrance has power, power for healing right now. So if you need healing, I ask that you pray. I ask that you take this with faith, knowing everything that he did on the cross for you. So now when you do communion, I ask that when you focus on Jesus, you remember that his focus was on you first. Not on me, not on any of the leadership or the pastors or the people worshiping up here. You individually, every person in here, his focus, his face, his um, ideas, thoughts were on each and every one of us. How powerful is that? That when he went to the cross and he wanted to give up, he saw your face in his mind. He saw my face. He saw Jasmine's face, Mr. Billy's face, Mr. Jim's face, each and every one of you. He saw your face. So I ask that when you're asked to focus on Jesus, you remember that he loved you so much that he died on that cross for you, that he gave his blood and his body for you. So I'll pray and we will partake in communion together. Father God, we just thank you right now that you sent your son Jesus to die for us. That I know how hard it was to send your son, but you did it because you love the world. Not only believers, you love the world, Father God. And you sent your son to die for us. Jesus, we thank you that when you took upon the cross, your focus was on us. That you didn't give up because you found joy in knowing that we would be yours one day, Father. We thank you, Jesus, that you kept your focus. That you finished your calling, Jesus, to the cross. And that now we can walk in power by the blood that you shed. By the body on the cross, Father. We thank you. Not only did you die, but you resurrected, Father. That you resurrected Jesus. We thank you.
you for the power right now. We thank you and just declare health for all those taking communion, for all those believing for someone, Father, this morning, that they're taking communion for them. I ask right now that you would just release that health, Father. We release what's in heaven right now upon this body, which is health, Father. You have every good, good gift for us, Father. So we just thank you right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here with us this morning. And we just declare right now that we take this communion as a body. There is power in that, Father. There is power in us fasting together. There is power in us praying together. But there's also power in us communing together to be reminded, as Jesus said, take this in remembrance of me, that we remember what was done on the cross. We thank you this morning. You may partake. and the life you are you are the resurrection and the life all resurrection and our life you're all resurrection and our life I come into life in you Resurrection and the life, so perfect and holy and true, faithful and true, faithful and true, faithful and true. Our life is hidden in you, our life is hidden in you. The resurrection and the life, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth, the life, the way, the truth, the life. There's 
nothing you can do. Nothing's impossible. You are limitless. Your blood tore the veil and made a way for me. Our praises go up, 
as his glory comes down. It gets a little wild. It gets a little crazy.
God, we thank you. You are good. You are good. There is nobody like you, Father. God, this morning I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would just start to pour out your anointing, that you would start to pour out your blessings, that you would start to pour out your revelation, God, that the people, that the church family and those watching online, God, that they would start to feel something in their bellies, God, that they would start to feel a fire, God. Father, every one of those, God, that is sick, Father God, all of those that are sick right now in the name of Jesus, we call forth healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. God, would you just start to uh, give them warmth in their body right now, God. Father, for all those that are sick, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, oxygen, go. Right now, blood level, oxygen, rise in the name of Jesus. Right now, cancer, you have to go in the name of Jesus. Cancer, you have to die and go in the name of Jesus. Diabetes, you have to go in the name of Jesus. We call forth healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We don't have to understand, but we believe that in the name of Jesus, everything else has to bow. Everything else has to go. Lord God Almighty, as a church, we stand unified and we declare healing for our brothers and sisters. Healing for our brothers and sisters right now. Right now. Right now. Everybody say right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Amen. Come on, make some noise. Give God what he's due. Come on, give God some praise. Oh, we thank you. God is so awesome and great. I was telling some of my sisters back there, I said, uh, the worship and the altar it's like a pool if you want to stay in the shallow you only get shallow but if you want to jump into the deep end God will flood your heart so be encouraged jump into the deep end I love you guys uh, this is the time in our service where I'm going to ask you to just say hi to somebody you haven't seen uh, maybe a knuckle bump elbow bump whatever you want uh, we love you guys and we'll be right back
All righty. You guys can go ahead and start making your way back to your seats. I gave you a little extra time today. I love seeing all of you uh, fellowshipping. All righty. All righty. Uh, so good morning, church. All right. Somebody, somebody's awake. Good morning, church. All right. Hey, welcome to Destiny Church. Uh, my name is uh, Pastor Kevin. Uh, I'm going to have uh, just a few announcements before we jump right in and get started this morning. So the first thing is, if you are brand new, okay, or maybe the first, second time you've been here and you haven't filled out a connection card, uh, we'd love for you to fill that out. All that is is some information so that we can contact you, and we're not going to bother you, but it's just to contact you and, and love on you, maybe send you a gift, uh, and just remind you that we're here and that we're here for you. Uh, the second big thing that we have going on, uh, you guys wanna, might, might want to get your calendars out, is October 2nd is the church picnic, okay? So October 2nd is the church picnic. You're not going to want to miss it. It's always an awesome time. We have inflatable for the kids, and they normally run football, you know, games that I'm not going to be a part of. I don't want to get hurt. I uh, don't have Aflac. <laughs> um, and also, um, you know, we have some fishing and stuff for the kids. It's pretty awesome. So uh, October 2nd, you're not going to want to miss it. There'll be more information on that as well. Um, ma'am? Oh, yeah, they do Grill Master, too. I don't mention it because, you know, I just eat. You know, I just show up to eat. But uh, they do have a Grill Master Challenge. So if you're an awesome chef and you'd like to... Uh, challenge, I mean, come and be part of the challenge and submit your food for uh, testing, you know, or whatever they call it, uh, judging, uh, then you're more than welcome to. I think Pastor DJ won, uh, won it like the last two times, and he keeps rubbing it in everybody's faces, so if anybody wants to beat him, I'll give you $10. Amen. All right. <laughs> no, but it's a good time, uh, and there is prizes and stuff as well if you want to uh, be part of that Grill Master Challenge, and if you don't, well, there's a lot of food, and it's awesome, so uh, join us for that. Um, baptism is also, I believe, October 9th, so if you want to sign up for that, you can go on the app or the website and, and do that. Uh, I believe baby dedication is next week. Is that correct? It's still next week? Yay, nay, maybe so. Yes, okay. So <laughs> uh, baby dedication is next Sunday, so if you have a little baby or a ton of babies, <laughs> produce. Uh, <laughs> he tries to make a new baby for every dedication. All right. Um, <laughs> I just play. But if you have a little baby or a friend, you know, they want to get their babies dedicated, um, they can sign up on the app or on the website as well for that. Uh, and then the last one I wanted to talk about um, is the Friday, September 17th. So that's this next Friday coming up. There will be a young adult's uh, group kind of fellowship. Is that correct? A fellowship? So Brandon, a guy, and Miss Nicole Guy. Go ahead and put your hand up one more time. Yeah, all right. You can give them a hand. They're awesome. Um, and so they have a young adult ministry. And so uh, if anyone has a young adult, right, so 18 uh, and like 29. He didn't want me to go, so 18 and 29. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think they're doing a fellowship. It's going to be awesome. And I know it's a much-needed thing in the area, okay? So there's a lot of youth groups but not a lot of young adult groups. So if you know anybody, uh, they, uh, reach out to um, Mr. Brandon and Nicole. 
other than that, that's all we have for announcements this week. As, as far as, you know, there's all, of course, there's going to be services, which I'm excited for. We have uh, DSM, where my team's at. There you go. All right. Uh, we have Monday night prayer. We have Tuesday at the table. We have um, Wednesday night for the kids and the youth. Uh, so, you know, and a bunch of small groups as well. So if you haven't joined a small group, go online, go on the app and check it out. All right. I think as far as announcements goes, I think I'm good. So we're going to go ahead and pray and jump into the word because I'm excited. So if you guys will bow your heads with me, close your eyes. Whew. God, I just thank you so much for this day. Thank you, Father, for your love, your mercy, your grace. God, thank you for enabling me to, to preach and bring this word today. Would you just open all of our hearts? Would you help us to receive something, God? Please don't let anybody leave here without receiving something today, Father, this morning. Would you just breathe on them, God? Would you speak to them, God? And would you move in their hearts? And also, God, would you continually remind them of the word, God? In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. All right, let's go ahead and practice. You know, every time I preach, you know, you guys know I like to practice a little bit. So here we go. God is good. And all the time. Man, y'all are getting better, all right? <laughs> Praise God. Uh, so you guys know I'm super excited about God's Word. You guys know I'm like a little kid. I just love reading His Word. And, and an interesting fact, I, my prayer for you guys is that you would start to eat God's Word. Uh, you know, Pastor Kevin, what are you talking about, you know? Uh, I'm not saying you're going to rip a piece of paper and put it in your mouth. What I'm saying is, in the same way, right, that you would eat something, and, it, and you start to chew it, then you swallow it, then, and then your, your body starts to pull, right, vitamins. And so vitamins and special things start to go into your body in the same way God's word should be to you. Not only should you be taking it and receiving it, but it, vitamins and, and, and nutrition should be going out to the body. Does everybody understand? Amen? And I'm not preaching on that today. That's just... Uh, <laughs> something uh, God gave me. Uh, so, amen. Thank you. Uh, amen. Um, so, I want to jump right in. This morning, we're talking about focus. Um, I'm a little upset because Pastor Crystal stole uh, my sermon. No, uh, she did an amazing, amazing job. My wife is awesome, so I love her. Um, and so, I thank God for her. And as we were sitting down, me and Pastor Crystal, we were having our coffee time, and we were just talking. And, and God just kind of gave us this sermon, this message, this preaching, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he just gave it to us, and, and it was amazing. It was awesome. And so um, I just wanted to throw that out there that this is kind of like a, a duo thing, okay, me and Pastor Crystal. Uh, so she helped me this week. So uh, I want to go ahead and get started. For those of you who brought your Bible, it's 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 1. 1 Samuel 24, verse 1. All right, so I need you guys to stay with me. I'm going to do my best to articulate what I'm trying to tell you and get you to understand it. Uh, but I need you to just stick with me as we continue to read God's word. So it says this. 1 Samuel 24, verse 1. Here we go. Uh, After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, Philistines, he was told David is in the desert of En Gedi. So Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men 
near the crags of the wild goats. He came up to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Or, you know, to pee. So uh, <laughs> David and his men were far back in the cave. That's the end of verse 3. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to stop right here. This is something really, really important. And if we just zoom through it, we'll miss it. Okay, and, th- and, and this is what I'm talking about. David's men, verse 3, right? It says that they were hiding in the back of a cave. So a little backstory. A lot of you already know this story, but a little backstory, right? King Saul hated David, and so he's pursuing David, and he wants to kill David, okay? King Saul. And so, he, you know, he hears he's over there, and, and so he's going after to, to kill him. And so raise your hand if you know who David's mighty men are or were. Anybody? No, Brandon, you've never heard of David's mighty men? No? Man. David's mighty men. No? No, David's. All right, so, man, y'all are just, that's all right. That's all right. We're going to get there. So if you didn't know, okay, David's mighty men were like the Avengers. They were awesome. They were strong. They were powerful. I mean, just one of them would kill hundreds of people by himself. And so here he has a team of people willing to die for him, loyal to David, right? I mean, amazing warriors, heroes, people that should be held in honor. They've killed thousands of people. They've been in war. They've had each other's backs. They've done all sorts of stuff. Some of you who have been in the military, maybe you guys can understand what I'm saying, right? These were battle warriors, seasoned. And here they are having to hide in a cave. So I'm talking, see, see, listen, start to understand as we talk about focus. These men were warriors, and they're now having to be in a cave, maybe not sleeping on nice, comfy beds, right, not eating the way they wanted to eat or could be eating. Remember, they're warriors, highly respected. So they should be eating at the king's palace, at the king's table. They should be on beds. They should be able to marry and, and you know, make themselves fruitful. And, and they should be able to do all this awesome stuff, but they're in a cave. They're in a cave. Now, where do you think their focus is right now? That they're in a cave. That they're stuck in a cave when they should be at the king's table eating and just having an awesome, amazing time. Because they're... Highly respected and seasoned warriors. But they're not. And it shows because their focus and it is in what they've been in, what their situation is currently. Okay, it currently is. And so uh, let's go to verse 4. It says this. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of. In some translations it says, this is what the Lord is saying. Okay, so King Saul walks into the cave because he has to go number one, right? And so he's like, oh, man, I got to, you know, relieve myself. And, and all of a sudden, David's mighty men, the ones who have been focused on, man, I can't stand being in this dark cave. They say, oh, this is what the Lord is saying. See, God is giving, giving him into your hands. I will give, it says, the men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Verse 5, afterward, David was conscience stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. 
All right, let's stop right there. Okay. Verse 4. I'm going to go right back to verse 4. I want to show you something real quick in verse 4. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Anybody see a common theme there? His men are saying, oh, it's all about you. We, we, we've had a horrible time in this cave. Now is our chance to finally get out of this cave because they know if David kills Saul, he immediately becomes king. Right? And so, and they've been, man, they're battle warriors. They probably got scars. They're probably not eating good. And they know, man, if he just kills them right here, we finally get to be at the palace and eat and drink and, and have an awesome time. And, and so his friends try to shift his focus to himself. And they say, oh, you're and you, and, it, and it's finally your day and for you to. For verse 5, it says, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. Verse 6, uh, verse six he said to his men, the Lord, I love this, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lift up my, against, my hand against him, for he is anointed of the Lord. Y'all see that theme? David said, hold on. You're trying to shift my focus into myself, but let me tell you where my focus is. It's on the Lord. It's on the Lord. With these words, David rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. I'm going to stop right there. David's men were focused on what they were dealing with, on, on their livelihoods, on their situations, on what they had to eat every day. And if maybe they didn't get to take a shower every day, maybe they didn't get to have a wife or whatever, that's where their focus was. And so, when, and so what happened is when, when Saul came, right, their focus showed, and they tried to turn David's focus onto himself. So my first point this morning is our focus needs to be on the Lord despite what you're going through, despite what it looks like, despite what your friends are saying, despite what the you know, economy person is saying, despite what the governor's saying. I'm not saying not to listen to them. I'm saying, like uh, Pastor Crystal was saying this morning, we cannot allow that to influence our focus. We cannot allow other people, even our own friends, to change our focus and take it off of the Lord and put it on ourselves. Because if it was about us, the gospel wouldn't be here. If it, if it, wasn't, if it was for us, Peter wouldn't be crucified upside down. John the Baptist wouldn't have got decapitated if it was about us. All the disciples suffered horrible deaths. It's not about us. It's about him. And so David reminds them, no, the Lord forbid that I should do something to the Lord's anointed. Because it's not about me and you. It's about the Lord. Amen? I love this quote from uh, Brother John Paul Jackson. He said, tough times are not about what happens to you. Listen to this. 
but what you do with what happens to you. Tough times are not about what happens to you, but what you do with that. And another quote from a very famous uh, theologian, Lecrae. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know who he is, he's a Christian rapper. Uh, but, you know, um, he says that he never takes any losses, right? The, the, young, the young lingo is L's, right? We don't take no L's. We don't take no losses. We, we take only lessons. Only lessons. And see, if you, understand, if you start to understand that, if you start to make every, what the world would call a loss, into a lesson, Right? That's what Brother John Paul is saying. It's not about what happens to you. It's what you do with that. What are you doing with that experience? How are you helping your other brothers, your other sisters on their journey, on their walk, on their pursuit? It's not all about us. And the, and the more we keep our focus on Jesus, the easier it will be when we're going through hard times. The easier it will be. And, and listen, I'm not like, you know, trying to, preach gloom and doom and all the whole, you know, everything's horrible. But Jesus is very clear. In this world, you will have problems. You will. And so, I, you know, I cannot stand up here and lie to you and say, oh, now that you're a Christian, everything's going to be amazing. Woo! No, everything's going to be a battle. Everything's going to be hard and tough, but take heart. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. And so if you keep your focus on the one who has already won, right, if you keep your focus on him, you start to walk in freedom. You start to walk in a way that, wait a minute, he has already won the war. He has already won the war. Why am I crying about this or that? Or why am I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be wise and we shouldn't, you know, learn how to invest or learn how to invest our time or all this and that. What I'm saying is we cannot allow ourselves to be bogged down by the worries of this world. We need to keep our focus on the Lord. Amen. The second thing I want to talk to you guys about is stay moldable. Stay moldable. I don't even know if that's a word, but hey, Google said it was. So stay moldable. Um, and what I mean by this, you know, Jesus said, unless you're like one of these little kids, you can never enter the kingdom of God, right? And what I've learned from kids is that they ask a billion questions. Amen? Amen. Any parents in here? Amen? Daddy, what is that? It's a door, baby. I don't, it's a door. Well, where's it go to? The bathroom. What's a bathroom for? To use a restroom. Why do you flush it? Because you don't want it in there. How, where's the water come from? I, baby. You know, and they're literally asking you a thousand questions. And they're asking you and asking you and asking you. And see, kids are always teachable. They want to know more. They don't care that you know more than them. They want to know more. Adults aren't like that. Brother, what are you doing? I'm changing my uh, brake pads. Like, the wheel's still on. Uh, I know, brother, but I know how to do this. I'm like, are you sure, brother? I'm, I'm just trying to help you. No, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Amen, brother. God bless you. You know what I'm saying? So adults have a little harder time with 
Oh, how do you do that? I want to learn how to do that. Oh, how do you do this? I want to know how to do this. I'm not going to take offense that you know a little bit more about that or that. Help me to understand it better. See, staying moldable, staying like a little kid, learning to believe and to ask questions and to not think that you know it all because you've been a 40-year Christian, right? But instead of being hungry like a little kid, hungry like you were the first day you were a Christian and now you're a 40-year Christian, right? Staying hungry, staying moldable. Jesus said, unless you're like a child, you'll never enter the kingdom of God. And so we need to allow our focus to be continually molded or hammered. This is what I mean. I mean you need to stay moldable to allow the Holy Spirit to keep your focus on track. What does that look like? Well, it means when you've been on, you know, TikTok for two hours and you hear that small voice like, hey, read the Bible. It means... Read your Bible. Stay moldable. Say, oh, man, what am I doing? All right? or, or you've been watching football, Alabama football, Auburn football. All of a sudden, you spent eight hours watching college football on a Saturday, and you hear that small voice say, hey, uh, what about you pray? That you stay moldable. And you say, oh, you're right, God. Holy Spirit, thank you for reminding me. Let me, let me, let me pray during the halftime. Praise God. <laughs> let me pray during halftime. Uh, it just happened that way, brother. Uh, no. Uh, no, but seriously, what I mean is staying moldable, being able to be teachable. When the Holy Spirit says, hey, I want you to talk to this person, right? You need to stay moldable in, over, in order to allow God to continually keep your focus right. And that doesn't always feel good. You know, God gave me this little analogy. Anybody seen the movies when they're making like a medieval sword, Right? Anybody? It's pretty cool. And it's like really hot, like really hot. It doesn't even look like a sword. And then somebody starts, a uh, blacksmith starts uh, just banging on it. Bang, bang, bang. And then, you know, he cools it, heats it, bangs it. And, and you know, and, and I just started thinking about this sword that's just a piece of metal. It doesn't know it's a sword. And if the sword could talk, he'd probably say, stop hitting me. Stop hitting me. Stop hammering me. Stop hounding me. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to fast. I'm tired of reading five verses a day. I don't want to think about Jesus today. Can I just have my own day to watch football all day? Can I just have my me time? Can I just? I'm sure if the sword could talk, it would say, you're hurting me. Stop. But the person molding that into a sword is saying, you don't understand. You're going to be a beautiful sword. And see, God is saying the same thing to you. You don't understand. You are my beautiful son and daughter. And I need you to be focused on me. I need you to stay focused. I need you to stay focused because you don't know when the, the perfect opportunity comes and you're at Walmart and you're upset and you're huffing and puffing that God's going to say, she's the one I want you to pray for. She's the one with all the attitude, all the problems, all the, you know, she's just mad. She's the one I want you to love on. But if your focus isn't there, and if your focus is just what's happening all around you, that she took 30 minutes to check you out because her machine broke four times, then that's what you'll focus on. You'll be mad. I can't believe this Walmart, you know, it's horrible. <laughs> and I, 
I'm laughing because, you know, I've said the same thing. Anybody been to the Prattville Walmart? It's horrible. It's like, God, I'm like, Jesus, Lord have mercy. You know, I'm literally having to sing because I'm so mad. I'm like, this is where the chips go. Why is there dog food? Like, I don't understand, you know, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's the truth. It's the truth, and we've had to be able to stay focused, and it's been tough, you know, but if you focus on God, even through the hard time, even through, I'm trying to rush through this Walmart, it's taking forever, if you focus on God, you won't miss the opportunity he's giving you. You know, I've heard people say, I don't know, man, I've never had, you know, like, oh, Kevin, you know, I'm... I'm in the military, and I used to work full-time there. Uh, and so people would always come to me and say, well, I'm not like you, man. You know, I don't go talk to a bunch of people about Jesus, or, you know, I don't just start telling somebody. I don't know how, you know, you do that. And, and I look at them, and I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, you know, you go evangelize. I'm like, there, I just talk to people. There, there is no secret. The, the, the word of God and the gospel is simple. Right? What's the word of God say? Unless the cross be emptied of its power. So the gospel is simple. A kid can preach it to you. A kid can preach it to you. The gospel is simple. But Jesus said, the harvest is ready, but the workers are few. Few. So stay moldable. We have to be able to go through our lives continually checking ourselves. That's what our, you know, the young people, you know, like me, you know, the young people that, uh, <laughs> uh, that's what the teens say, you know, check yourself. And then a little, a little before that, people used to say, check yourself before you wreck yourself, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, early 2000s, something like that. Um, but anyways, what that means is you got to constantly be, on your focus. Where's your focus? Check yourself. Where's your focus? I like this little quote. Hold on, let me tell you. Wherever focus goes, their energy flows. I like that little quote. I like that little quote. See, if I go to your house, right, and I go and you have just a huge Alabama flag and you have like these all sorts of stuff and Alabama this, Alabama that, Alabama cups and Alabama TVs or whatever. When I go in there, I'm going to say he's a what? Alabama fan. And I'm going to say, wow, he must really love Alabama. Right? <laughs> Roll tight. Uh, and um, who said that? All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, sorry, okay, going back to it. But his energy is flowing to where his focus is at. You understand what I'm saying? The more you focus on something, the more that your energy will flow to that. What do I mean? The more your time, the more your finances, the more that you start to do that, right? If, if you know, let's say Brandon Purdue, just because I know I'm going to keep picking on him, uh, let's just say Brandon decided, I'm going to be a, a basketball star again. I, I said again, bro, so you know what I'm saying? Got to give you props. Uh, I'm going to be a basketball star again, right? And he started to put his focus into that. 
Well, then what would follow would be his energy. He would start to buy basketball. He would buy, you know, a full court gym or maybe a membership somewhere so that the wise so can play all the time. And, 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 and so, and then his time would follow. He would start spending more time there. And so that's what I mean by where your focus goes, there your energy flows. That's what I mean by that. And so we need to stay moldable. We need to stay moldable and teachable like little kids because the Holy Spirit is always speaking. I've heard people say, well, I don't hear from the Lord. Oh, he's speaking. Well, you're just different because I don't hear from the Lord like that. Listen, I don't hear God audibly in my ear say, Kevin, get up at 630. Yeah, I don't, I don't hear that. I don't hear that. He's not in my ear saying, it's 630, you better pray. Hey, today's Tuesday, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, he doesn't tell me, hey, read your Bible. No, that's a discipline that I've added in my life because I love him. Because wherever your focus goes, there's your, your energy goes. So when your focus is on the Lord, it's easy to pray. It's easy to fast. It's easy to read God's word. Colossians 3.1. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Right? Your focus. Your focus. Everybody say focus. Your focus. Go ahead, stand up. Go ahead, stand up. I know you're like, oh, I just got comfy. I was just dozing off. Oh, if I get up, get up. Your focus. Everybody good? You look tired, sleepy, like you haven't done this in a week. All right. <laughs> All right, you can sit down. I'm just trying to get the blood flowing, guys. I'm just trying to get the blood flowing. <laughs> Don't focus on that. Don't focus on that. Okay. All right, I'm going to stop. Uh, <laughs> stay teachable. Stay moldable. So my first point was your focus has to be on Jesus, on the Lord. You got to keep your focus there. My second point was stay teachable, stay moldable, okay? If, if, if the pastor says, hey, we're going to fast, say, okay, I'll work it in. I'll get there. I'm going to do it. Stay moldable. Stay teachable. My, my third point today is no distractions. Some of you have to get rid of distractions. Some of you have to start figuring out what is taking away from your focus on the Lord. What is it? What is it? I'm not telling you that don't watch football. I'm not telling you don't be on social media because I'm on all those. I, lo I love football. But what I'm telling you is it can't, it cannot take away from your focus on the Lord. Just because I'm Watching the game doesn't mean somebody can't call me and I can stop what I'm doing and I can just pray and ask God to just touch them and heal them. But for some of us, for some of us this morning, we're going to have to start cataloging in our own brains. Or, or you, know, you know, something I did not too long ago, I, I preached about it a while ago, but I, um, iPhone has this like little screen time thing. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it tells you your screen time. And so I started looking at that. I'm like, okay, well, how much time am I spending on social media? 
How much time am I praying? How much time, you know, and if the app that's been used the most on my, on my phone isn't the Bible app, or at least close to it, I start to check myself. I start to say, whoa, Kevin, you know, this week you spent more time on YouTube. This week you spent more time, I don't know, that's all I do, so I don't know. Um, but for some of you, it might be this, this, you know, for some of the teens or some of the other people, it, this week you spent three hours on TikTok. This week you spent three hours on Instagram, two hours on Facebook, right? And so, or whatever. It doesn't have to be just that. What I'm saying to you, though, is for some of you, you're going to have to start to figure out what those distractions are that come to steal your focus. They come to steal your focus, not just that. Sometimes they don't even come to steal your focus. They just come to take your focus and move it just a little bit. You know, right now, the, you know, it, it, I don't watch the news anymore, but, um, you know, I know that that's all over the news. COVID, COVID, everybody's dying, you know, and, and it's tough. It's tough. You know, I just lost one of my cousins to COVID. He's 30, 35, 36. You know, and so I'm not saying COVID is not real. You know, I'm not saying sicknesses aren't real. But what I'm saying is you can't allow that to start producing, you know, that what people are saying about that. You can't allow that to start producing anxiety in you. Because the moment you start allowing and, and, and feeding that and, and turning your focus from Jesus to what's happening all around you, it starts to eat away at you. And then what happens when you, when you shift your focus from the Lord to everything going around you? Anxiety. That's what happens. It's going to happen. Because the, the world we're living in is crazy. So, of course, it's going to cause you anxiety when your focus is on that and not the Lord. I, I like this quote from another theologian. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop saying that. Um, yeah, Denzel Washington. So, <laughs> hey, he has a good quote. It says, "Without commitment, you'll never start. But more importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish. Without consistency, you'll never finish." Wasn't Paul the one who wrote, "I finished. I ran the race. I finished my race." Didn't Jesus say, it is finished, it is done? But see, without consistency, without consistently keeping your focus on Jesus, we'll never be able to say, we finished, we did it. You know, some of you, Started and you know you guys committed you accepted Jesus as Lord you decided in your heart I'm gonna be a Christian but then the the things of life and you know the kids and the work and the school and the everything around you just started ripping the life out of you and you lost your consistency Paul says that we are not made righteous by by works. 
by works done out of the law. And James says, Brother James says that our righteousness should produce works or good fruit. And so what they're saying collectively is your consistency should produce good fruit. Jesus said that you will know a good fruit by the, what? Fruit it bears. You don't go to an apple tree and find a pear. Consistency. Consistency. God just wants your focus placed back on him this morning. He does. And I know that's hard. I know it's hard. Like I said, I'll be the first one to admit, you know, I get mad at the Walmart still. It's tough. You know, I get, you know, and sometimes it's little stuff, honestly. For some of you, it's little stuff. It's not even big. Little bit. Little stuff. That coworker, you can't stand at work, you know. Little stuff, that, that road work that they're doing on your road. Whatever. But we need to stay consistent. What do I mean by that? What does that even mean? It means read your Bible. If nothing else, please, I pray to God, read your Bible. Because the Bible is, the, the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's, what does that mean? It's real. It's real. God's Word is real. And if you are sitting here today and, you've, and in your heart you say, I don't really hear from God, let me tell you something. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible consistently for two weeks and come back to me and tell me if, if, you didn't, if God didn't speak to you through it. I'm telling you, God is real. His word is real. He wants to speak to you. He's always speaking. We're just not always listening. That's right. That's right. His sheep know his voice. And they're focused on it. They know exactly what he sounds like. They know when he walks into the room. But sometimes, unfortunately, we don't. You know, we come to Sunday morning service and Jesus comes into the room and we miss it. Because our focus was on, I didn't like this song. I wonder if we'll get out early enough to go eat at the Subway or Logan's or Roadhouse, wherever y'all go. I'm sorry, my brother Brandon's a little more bougie than that. Quiznos, whatever. <laughs> but some of us miss it. Some of us lose our focus. And this morning, I'm here to tell you that God wants you to put your focus back on Him. Go ahead and stand to your feet. That was my uh, last point this morning. Remember, I was talking to Holly in the back. She's like, that's it. I said, that's it, sister, that's it. God wants you to keep your focus on him. I, will give, I, I would even take it one step further. God needs you to put your focus back on him. Like one of my sisters said, I don't even know who said it, about, about the good shepherd. The good shepherd doesn't want you falling off a cliff. So he needs you to pay attention. 
God is, God is working. God is doing amazing things. God is trying to warn people and help people and, and, and breathe life on people. And God has so many opportunities for you to do ministry wherever you're at, at work, at school, wherever. So many opportunities. There, there's, the field is ready. And God this morning is asking, are you willing to be a worker? Are you willing to be consistent? Are you willing to get your focus back on track because he needs you? You are his hands and feet. We are his children. It's our job to impact those around us. You, you can't say, the Lord bless you, and I just pray he gets saved somehow. There is no somehow. It's you. It's you. It's some, it, that somehow is called Sarah or Crystal or Cassandra or, or, or Jeff. That somehow is you. We have been called by his name. We have accepted the challenge. God is so, so good. This morning, God just wants you to put your focus back on him. And for a lot of you, maybe your focus never left, but let's start to fine-tune it even more. Remember what I said, be moldable. Start fine-tuning it. Don't discount what I'm telling you just because you don't know me. Say, God, what are you trying to tell me through this young, handsome Mexican? <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I'm going to get fired, Lord. Uh, but seriously, don't discount me just because you don't know me. What is God trying to tell you this morning? Because he's trying to tell you something. All right, close your eyes. I'm going to pray. Father God, I just thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your word, God, that you love us so much that you just want us to keep our focus on you because you love us. You want to keep us safe. You want to teach us and you want to mold us and, and you're creating us to be everything that you've planned for us to be. So God, I thank you this morning. And God, I ask you in the name of Jesus, Father, that the seeds that you've sown in their heart, that they would not return void, God, but that they would produce fruit, God, and fruit in abundance, Father God, that they would remember these words, God. They would remember to keep their focus and to stay moldable and teachable, that they would remember, God, to check themselves, Father, when their focus starts getting out of whack. God, help us. Help us as a church family, God, to keep our focus on you. God, we just love you. God, we thank you. We are so blessed, Father. God, I thank you. We, this is such an amazing church family, God. Thank you for their lives, God. Thank you for them. God, I ask that you would not allow any of them to be offended, God, by my words, but that you would kill that offense, God. You would take it away, and that you would, uh, you would start to breathe joy and peace into their lives, God, and into their hearts. Would they know that all my words were in love, God? That everything you've given me for them is in love, God. In the name of Jesus, Father, I just thank you. 
And Lord, I bless them in the name of Jesus. I bless them, God. Holy Spirit, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would get their attention. Get my attention. Holy Spirit, get our attention when we start getting out of whack. When we start focusing on, on things that we don't have to. Maybe they're not even wrong, but help us to focus on the godly things, on your things, God. On the mission, God. Help us to focus. Holy Spirit, remind us who we are when we forget that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Father, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, guys, uh, we're almost done. Uh, we're almost done. I would like to invite my uh, brother Jeff up here, and he uh, just has a few words. I love you guys. God bless you. A lot of words. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. You're going to have to hang out for just a second here because God, God gave me something. And, and Okay, last time Kevin preached and I got up here, I said these words. I love what God's doing in this place. And here I am standing here thinking, once again, I love what God is doing in this place. And, you know, I'm supposed to come up here and talk about tithe and offering, and let's go get that slide up because now i got to do this really quick. And then get to what I really feel like I need to talk about because I love talking about tithe and offering. I won't have time. Okay, let's do this real quick. Uh, now's the time to be giving to the church. You know, um, there are ways to give. We have offering baskets when you leave. You can give through the uh, online here. You can give through the Tithely app. Um, I, I encourage you to uh, get into tithing. If some of you, okay, this isn't meant to be convicting. This is for those of you who really feel like, hey, tithing is something I need to get into. You've heard me say this before. If, if you have a heart for that and if you're not doing it already, schedule them. You can schedule them through the Tithely app or you can take your the address of, of the church and put that into your own bank account and have that be sent regularly. It's so much. You schedule it the day you get paid. And here's a good reason. Last week, we didn't have church. <laughs> and, and if you're one who say, okay, I really want to work on tithing, but, oh, it's really easy. Oh, oh I, we didn't have church. I kind of forgot. So, and this is meant to be convicting. This is for those of you who already have a heart for it. There's one good reason. So having said that, we'll, we'll pray about offering in just a bit because I want to move on because guess what? We didn't have church last week. Did anybody notice? Did anybody here show up? Okay, so get this. I'm, I'm talking with Pastor Clinton, or Pastor, I'm, I'm talking with Pastor Kevin, and then Pastor DJ, and about, well, we're not having church. Oh, no, we have to have church. And I, got, and I was talking to him on the phone about it, and he prays. Listen, we have pastors that pray, all right? They pray. Pastor Crystal, Pastor Kevin, this is a pair you couldn't beat with a full house. <laughs> These are amazing. They, they pray. What should we do? What should we talk about? What needs to be shared? What needs to be done? And pastor, our pastor DJ last week, he was like, he had something from the Lord, but he said, okay, we've got some things going on. We're going to cancel church, and it's going to be okay. And we talked about it and said, wait a minute. There was a purpose here, and the purpose is that two hours on a Sunday is not your diet. And, and, I, and I thought, what a good moment. It's, it was worth it to stop for one week to get our focus. Now, can you put the focus slide back up? Our focus, and I'm realizing God is saying it can't be just, you know, what, what if we didn't have service? It needs to be such a part of you that you get up on Sunday morning and you just go, you can have your own communion. These little things, you can order these from Amazon, all right? It come in a little box. Get yourself some of these. 
have a communion time that morning. And listen to what she said. She said, this was so good because ever they ever asked me to like do communion. I'm so glad that they sent her up to start service and do communion because I'd be like, I don't know what to talk about. She said, it was so good. She took us to Hebrews 12 and said, focus your eyes on the Lord because he focuses on you. And this communion was like, oh, wow, what a, what a change that was to what this meant is to say, we're focusing on one who focused on you. We say we do it in remembrance. He did it in anticipation. That was so good. And he said he didn't even anticipate whether you would receive him or not. So, so, so do something like that. What else can you do? The, the word of God. Okay, now I got, to, I got notes. I had to take notes. He started off with this. The word is like vitamins and nutrition to the body. Okay, let me, let me back up. You know, during worship, I'm like, he said, take up offering. I'm like, okay, what am I talking about? You know, and as I was praying, th this is why I say God is orchestrating things going on in this church. Okay, and, and, and he gave me a little thought, and it was, it, it was just that, hey, spend time in devotion uh, was, was kind of a theme. I'm going to get back to it. And I'm like, he gets up, and everything he says, like, wow, that's so lined up with what God is doing. And then I think back on, we've been here for six months. By the way, we're, you're, we're stuck. You're stuck with us, all right? We like it here too much, you know? And so when we get here, pastor's talking about identity. He's, and that is, that is such a foundation. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You get it? You are adored. He adores you. He loves you. He adores you. I'm like, that is such a foundation. And now he's saying, okay, now we're going to transition to now read your Bible, get in the Word, do stuff, you know, and now it's like, oh, wait, this isn't out of conviction, this isn't the holiness message, this is, I love you, I love you, I lo I'm going to say it for how many 17 weeks that he went on it, because God wanted it to be settled in you, now he is transitioning to, okay, let's get your focus here, and, and as I was thinking this morning, I know, he, you know, his message here is to say, hey, Get your focus, remove distraction, get into the word. The word is like a vitamin and nutrition to you. And I thought about this as I was worshiping. I thought, I remember that there are times in my life when I'm like, yeah, I really need to be praying and read my Bible. Uh, it's it's kind of tough. You ever have those wilderness moments, those, those times, it's just not so, it's not so easy. And it's interesting because I can think back specifically in my life, times when I said, yeah, well, I just got to do it. Okay, I'm just got to do it. All right, I'm going to get the Word. I'm going to try to read it every day, and I do this every day. And I've kept at it and realized that when I stayed in that season of kind of forcing myself a little bit to do it, then it was like God said, okay, I've got a breakthrough for you now. And I felt him say these words to me. There's people in here. He wants you to know. He, he has another level. I know some people don't like the word level. Uh breakthrough. Love, I don't know, put, fill in whatever you need. But I, I, he, I felt that as I was standing over here saying, he wants to share some of you. If you would just do exactly, and then he got up and preached everything that I could just say. If you could just say it, I'm going I'm to highlight a few of these things. Get in the word, read the word, stay focused. A um, few of those things. Um, focus on the Lord, it gets easier to go through hard times. Stay moldable, okay? Be sensitive to him. the Holy Spirit. Say, hey, let's go pray. Let's go pray, okay? That's sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. The more I'm spending time with the Lord, the more I develop a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And I notice this. When I start getting out of t my devotion time, the voice kind of gets a little quieter. And about the last thing I hear is, hey, you need to go pray. You, you need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. And it was like, after a while, it goes away. Oh, well, now I don't feel it so much. He still, he was still saying, 
You know what I'm saying? And it was just, that, that's a visual right there, the Holy Spirit going, come back. And after a while, then it's just like, nah, then it's just, nah, I guess I don't feel it so strong anymore. And, and I realized, whoa, when I start to have that nudge, like, come on, come on, come on. That's him saying, don't, you're getting too far away. Get with me. Get with me with the Lord. Um, he talked about, he said he's always speaking. It gives you sensitivity to be men, able to minister to somebody. All right. Oh, think about this. The sword, you know, says, stop hitting me. You know, that's what reading the Bible. You need to read your Bible. You need to read the Bible. Oh, stop hitting me. <laughs> what, a, what a thought that was. That's what God is saying. Come on, come on, do this. I don't like this. But there is such power in that. Um, he talked about no distractions. All right. Um, without consistency, you'll never finish. And he says this. He said, God wants our focus to be back on him. And then he later he changed that to needs. Our focus to be back on him. That is the message. And I, I'm sorry to go all over his whole message again. I can't preach as well as he did. But it's because he put that on his heart. And he put this on my heart to say, yes, you, you have identity in Christ now, if we don't have church, you know what, you know, you know what to do, okay? And even now, when we, we're, not, we're not closing service, we are transitioning service, transitioning into our home devotional time. That's what this is about. That's where God is leading this congregation. And I love being here because we are, about, you know, among others, that you are having that personal devotion time. And this was just a reminder to those that you already know this. And that is so good. That is so good hope I got everything out because I always leave here like oh I forgot whatever let's pray and maybe I'll think of something <laughs> man knows me I'm going to be thinking for days did I say that right okay yes and and uh, go ahead let's have our prayer partners go ahead and come up and be ready uh, we, we want to always do this if there are people that need need prayer if you all please come up here at, at the end of service make sure don't leave here without partnering with somebody to pray with you. Also this week, we've got small groups starting back up. Thank you, Richard, for, for organizing these groups. Get in one of these small groups. You'll get your own personal devotion, but then you can still get with people. Right. Let's, let's pray. First of all, over the offering, we thank you, God, for what's coming in. Lord Jesus, we thank you, and we want to be good stewards of this. Lord Jesus, help us be good stewards. Bless the givers. God, God just a heart for giving that we would see that it is your goodness for us, that we would recognize that this is because you care about us. We praise you for those opportunities. And then, God, God, what a message to settle in our heart. Focus. That, that, that our, our, our spiritual nutrition comes from our personal devotion with you. God, this week, let us find that time with you. Time with you. Jesus, stir our hearts with that for that next level, that, that next thing that we have, consistency, God, and that next thing that you have for us. We praise you. We praise you for what you're doing in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You just wait just with me just, just a moment. Let's, let's focus on God right now. Focus do this. I want, you, I want you to be praying right now. Orchestrate my week. Just, just ask God to kind of clear your schedule. Ask God to identify those distractions that, that he would like. This is, this is a loving God. Ask him to speak to you about this week. Mm, Jesus. Jesus. Mm, 
Jesus. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just pray respond to whatever he felt like he was putting on your heart this week to do. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Hey, we love you guys. Uh, like, he, like Brother Jeff said, our prayer partners will be up here. Uh, we love you guys. I bless you in the name of Jesus, and we hope to see you next week. God bless you.